Welcome to the Architect of Change Show with your host, Connie Whitman of Whitman & Associates. Now here's Connie. Hi, I'm Connie Whitman, your host, and you're listening to Architect of Change on webtalkradio.net. Thanks for joining me. I hope I have been at least a semi-catalyst to help you start to change whatever it is that you're looking to develop or grow or skill and all that good stuff. Uh, my new format, I'm starting with a motivational quote, and today's motivational quote I think is relevant to the conversation that I'm going to have with my, um, my guest, Mike Bacola, today, as well as to the title of the show, Architect of Change. It's by Earl Nightingale, and it says, Everything in the world we want to do or get done, we must do with and through people. Um, today's topic, my guests and I are going to discuss executive and business coaching and how not only does it help us grow our career to get to that next level or get us unstuck or, or whatever, it also um, helps us teach or continues to help us teach how to grow our employees' career pathing and coaching and all of those pieces. There's a lot of transferable skills that go along with that. I think we always have to start with our own self-assessment, seek that change to improve, ask for help if needed, and then turn and teach and then hold our teams accountable to continue to grow and have them become more skilled. So I, I do believe we always have to look at self and then, boom, go outward and, and how can we help uh, the folks that report to us. Specifically during the show, we're going to talk about really uh, six main topics. First one, we're going to discuss the benefits of one-on-one -on -one executive um, business coaching. When do you know when you need someone just to kind of listen to you, understand, and then help you get unstuck in order to get you to that next level because sometimes we can't see the forest from the trees when we're too close to a situation. So someone you just need someone to kind of look from the outside in. The other thing we're going to discuss are what are some of the benefits of the one-on-one -on -one coaching approach and how to change perception in your organization of how people perceive you and also how to change the perception of people who report to you see you. That's kind of an interesting piece to the mix. We're going to also discuss how to learn the process through self-assessment, again, kind of like what I mentioned a minute ago, um, and work allowing us to become better coaches in developing the team. And again, always at the end of the day for me is that increasing that productivity and the results of, of ourselves as well as our team. And then the last thing is helps us personalize our own roadmap to do things a little bit differently, change our comfort or challenge our comfort zone and hold um, not only ourselves accountable but also um, our team accountable again so we get that depth of change. And my guest today is Mike Bacola. He is the Branch Administration Manager at the Provident Bank right here in my local Island, New Jersey. Mike has been working in the banking industry for 40 years and started as a part-time teller when he was in high school uh, in a work uh, study program. And I laugh, I, I often say that bankers, um, we find banking and then it's like we can't ever leave, we kind of get stuck, and I mean that in a good way. Um, through the 40 years uh, Mike's worked, He's moved up from the part-time teller position through CSR positions to supervisory positions within the branch. Um, he then became a regional manager, division manager, and now is the department manager for branch administration. Um, so he has definitely seen a beautiful career path through that 40 years and has accomplished a lot. Now, I had the pleasure of meeting Mike um, over eight years ago. Time truly does fly. He was a division manager at the, at the uh, time. And I think over the, I think quickly, we actually learned to uh, build a respect for each other, but we've also over the eight years have developed a really wonderful relationship. So I'm, I feel very lucky about that. About six months ago, Mike was proactive and approached me to discuss doing the one-on-one -on -one executive coaching. He wanted to continue to challenge himself and grow as well as building a more dynamic team who also he wanted to help grow, you know, each year. Um, the quote I started with speaks to this exact topic. You know, sometimes we just need another perspective to help shine a light and help us grow and change. Everything we do or we need to do is through and really with people. We are never alone, although I think sometimes that we oftentimes feel that way, which is kind of sad. Um, and being able to take this step, shine the light to see clarity like Mike did, I think is amazing. So you really need to see yourself honestly and see that help is needed and to get 
you know, for you to get to that next level. So I am inspired when people realize that they need change. doesn't always know, mean that you know how to, but certainly that, that self-discovery, I think, is, is remarkable. So with that, I am honored, absolutely, that Mike has trusted me, and together I think we make an awesome team of two. He can comment on that in a minute. Um, so with that beautiful introduction, please help me welcome my good buddy, Mike Piccola. So, Mike, thank you so much for taking time out of your busy day to come and chat with me. No problem, Connie. How are you today? I am super. How are you? I'm fine. Thank you. Good. Now, my first question. You heard my little intro there. So my yeah, first nice. question. <laughs> yeah, yeah, see, I made you sound the brilliant man that you are. See, not everybody <laughs> tells us. I just told you. <laughs> but, like, I think I really... Now looking back, it's been about six months. Do you realize that that was an amazing first step of of self discovery? I'm I'm curious. Uh, yeah, it was uh, it was hard to take that first step, but that first step is is critical. Uh, realizing that you do need the help is not always the easiest thing. Um, yeah. And then reaching out for the help. Uh, is difficult, but once you find uh, the right tool, I, I think it's, it's been it's been an amazing journey. Yeah, it's funny because I think, and I hope people listening think, yeah, you know, you reach that point in your career, and then you know things are going well. We're doing well in our careers, and good. We think, all right, it's good. Maybe it's not perfect, but it's good. You know, that whole good thing. Really good is the enemy of great. And that's why I think I'm so inspired by you because you saw that good is the enemy of great, right? You chose to seek something better, easier, whatever whatever the catalyst was for you to kind of say, wait, I, I need to change something. And I just I think that's great that you realized that you wanted more. So I, I really, kudos to you because I, I do agree. It, it's definitely a hard decision to make, and I don't know that we always know when to kind of go forward with it, right? That makes well, sense? Yeah. That, that, that does make sense because, you know, your career spans over so many years, and uh, fortunately or unfortunately, I'm on, on the downside of closer yeah. to retirement. Sure, um, me too. But, but – Asking for help doesn't mean, you know, you do that in the beginning of the career, the career, middle career, or towards the end. There's always change, and you always need the help. Yeah, and, and sometimes change comes, even though we're not looking for it, right? It <laughs> right. rears its ugly head. And I know you, like myself, with, with the banks, et cetera, we've been through many mergers. Um, you guys, just your bank just purchased another bank, and I know this summer was ridiculous um, specifically for your team with that merger, right? Absolutely. There was a, a, a time where we were we were working long days and focusing on helping the other institution, you know, become part of our team. And, you know, it took, it took a lot of energy and a lot of time, but it also took a lot of focus, and we had to continue to focus um, on ourselves as well. Yeah, yeah. And, and this, I think, is, again, because, uh, you know, I've worked with the folks um, in the PA in the Western Jersey area, and they are very appreciative, which I think speaks a lot to who you are, and the department you run and that you kind of facilitated the whole thing. I mean, it was a big undertaking. Your awareness that change is scary, I think is remarkable because they felt that in the feedback, you know, they've given me through the training we've done, that every one of your folks, you, the team that was sent out, was very aware that this was big for them. This was a big event, and there was, there was kindness throughout. So I, I have to really, that, that resonates, I think, also, because through our careers, like you said, we're kind of on, we're closer to retirement than we are, you know, we're, we're past the, the, you know, 30s, the kids who are in their 30s. Right. <laughs> <That's fine. laughs> I know, That's we're fine. past, I know. Well, it's funny, when I was saying 40 years for you, I thought, wow, right? It's it's over thirty for me. You blink. How did how did this happen? <laughs> I know. I liked your comment about starting out in banking. People have started out. It's a stepping stone to whatever. But it, it seems that it's it's something that just stays with you. 
Yeah, I, I, I always say my job has found me, banking has found me. It's just a wonderful industry to be part of. And now, I mean, obviously I'm, I'm not just a banker anymore because I, I deal with so many different clients in so many different industries. But at the heart, when people say, oh, how'd you come up at banker? You know, <laughs> it's kind of in our mantra of who we are, which is a good thing. Uh, I have another question. So what was for you – that and it doesn't have to be the moment, but that what guided you to say, you know, I think I need one-on-one coaching, especially because I, I see you. You're a successful department head. Um, your team is awesome. You're awesome, and yet you thought, mm, I need something. What what were you looking for? I guess that's the question. Well, I think the, the answer to that is that it's focused on uh, when change becomes part of your your daily life. Um, you need to realize, you know, that you have to adjust to that change. Um, you know, you often get stuck in, in bad habits. Um, and over so many years, those habits become more normal than than not. Uh, and it's always a, a good time to look at those habits and say, what do I need to do to adjust them? Uh, what do I need to do to look at the way people are perceiving me, as you said earlier, perception is critical. Uh, my perception of myself is probably totally different than somebody else's perception of me. Um, so it's always that that perception needs to be right at the, the top of the line and you need to really focus on that. Yeah, and, and it's so, I do think that's critical that not only you know, not only did you want to grow and, and, and all of those things, which, again, I, I say kudos to that, but you stop to think about how am I being perceived? And I, I think that's such an important component, and oftentimes we forget because we think our reality is reality, right. and how people perceive us is really the reality because that's where we're functioning. We're not just functioning in our head, although that could be fun. So I think that we really do need to take a peek. Now, no one, and here's the thing, no one came to you and said, you know, you're being perceived really badly. But I just want everybody to understand that yeah, you wanted yeah, to make yeah. sure, yeah, right, that, that that's clear. I don't want people to think, wow, people said that, you know, you're not doing a good job. That was not the case. You felt, I want to make sure that I am being perceived in the best light possible, right? So I understood that. that that's, that's correct. I, I looked at my... Um, perceived myself. It was a self-assessment, basically. Uh Um, And that made me think that I would like uh, maybe improve even the self-perception of myself, which which is critical to the outside perception. Yeah, and and it's funny. I had a, a conversation actually with my mom and dad this morning, and we were talking about clarity in life, like different points in your life where you know I was talking about my kids something, and I said, you know, they're kids. They don't they don't have life skill to see um, whatever whatever the topic was. And I said, you know, I feel at 53, I have even more clarity. And then I said to my mom and dad, you know, they're, God bless, they're both 85. At 84 and 85, my father would be upset that I put him in the 85 because <laughs> he's not 85 yet. And, the, you know, you look at, at my mom and dad, and I said, and they see things even clearer than you and I do in our 50s, mm-hmm. Mike, right? Because they have, you know, the health um, issues or concerns as, as they age and the financial as they age where you're not making income. So to me, I, I mean, I still seek advice from people who are older than me because they've seen so much more than we have. That's coaching. To me, when you, when you go to someone and you say, hey, what do you think about this or help me with that, right? That to me is coaching. You're seeking coaching, right? Yeah, I agree. And I think the, I'll put it, the younger generation I uh, can see it that way and would like to not ask for the help um, sure. to show that they are strong and they can do this, they're invincible. Uh, but everybody everybody needs the help, uh, whether it be somebody starting out in the industry or somebody that's been in there like I have for 40-plus years. 
Yeah, yeah. It's true because things change in the marketplace that we certainly can't control, but we change how we think changes. Uh So I do. I think that. And I, this is maybe another thing, and I don't know because we're similar ages. And then we'll, after this, we'll take a, a quick break. But the um, now being in our fifties, I really do see things differently, and I, I, I think it's a good thing. And I do find that I constantly self-assess. I'm almost obsessed with it. Do you find that as well with yourself now, more so than before? Absolutely, because I, you know. As we're growing older, the things that are important to us are are different, and we need to focus on other things, um, health care, you know, younger generation, moving succession planning, all of those things, um, and, and and it's critical. Yeah, and that's another thing. I think we are more aware, the executives today are more aware of succession planning than when I was coming up the ranks. I don't even remember that being a real topic. I think mm-hmm. you just kind of fell into positions. Now we are, we have leadership groups, and we're, I, I think more organizations are definitely looking for um, that more defined succession planning. So, yeah, it's, this, it's, it's self-assessment, assessment of the organization, assessment of our teams. It's just so critical. Um, we just know so much more, I think, than than we did when I was in my 20s and 30s. And mm-hmm. It could be an age thing. I don't know. Let's take a break there. And then when we come back, I'd like you to share some of the benefits that you've experienced with the one-on-one coaching that we've done over the past six months, okay? Okay, great. Okay, cool. A speaker has little value to an audience unless you, the listener, is motivated and empowered to change. Connie Whitman of Whitman Associates is a renowned speaker and is an architect of change. Consultations, training, seminars, and speaking engagements are the venues where she affects change. Whether your responsibilities include customer service, sales, marketing, training, executive management, or ownership, and you are seeking change in your organization, then you need to hire Connie Whitman of Whitman Associates. Connie doesn't just fill your ears with rhetoric. She speaks to the heart and success of your business. So next time you need to hire a speaker, don't hire someone that just talks. Hire an architect of change, Connie Whitman. Just ask for Connie by calling 732-888-1420. That's 732-888-1420. Or email Connie at WhitmanAssociates.com. Hey, we are back. My guest is Mike Piccola, and we are talking about executive coaching when to do it, why to do it, and and all that kind of good stuff. And the next thing I would like Mike to share about his personal experience is the benefits um, so far that you think or that you have seen or that people have noticed maybe. Well, um, it's been a a gradual but in the same time a quick uh, difference that I have noticed. Um, and one of, one of the things that, that's been most important to me and that I've noticed the most is that I have been able to c- communicate much more efficiently with every level, whether it be superiors, peers, or my subordinates. Uh, because I am more focused on them mm-hmm. and how to communicate with them in a way that's going to make that process complete. And, and and a couple of weeks ago I had the gentleman that, you know, I we use disc, right? In in your organization we use disc, yep. but I love disc, right? So I had um the gentleman on who uh, Michael Ferraro who who's my supplier for all of those the disc assessments. And we you you and I use disc a lot, right? Absolutely. And it's been it's been an amazing tool for me. Um, a little, a little slow in the beginning because the disc. You need to really identify the disc style of each of the individuals you're dealing with, mm. and use that in your communication. That the modification's hard. Right? <laughs> it, it, it is. It is very hard to start off with. In the beginning, I found myself slowing down, which is not necessarily a bad thing, but first trying to visualize, okay, what type of individual, what is their disc style of the person I am communicating with at the moment? 
one-on-one, it's a lot easier. But when you're in a group and you have 10 different styles facing you, it's like you have to turn on a dime. Depending on who is addressing you, right, with a question or whatever. Yeah. And, And now I have to ask you this, because you know I love that disc, right? Yes. Do you do first? Do you find it fun now? Almost fun when you identify who someone is, and then it's a good. Let's say it's a good communication. Do you like? Yeah, baby, that was good. You know, like what? How do you feel? Like, do you think it's fun? Yeah, um, it, it's almost like a game to try to figure out the disc style of the person that that you're with, and then using that style or using those techniques that you've learned to address that style, and then watching the transformation of the conversation shift to where you are communicating in a way that is best with that individual. Pretty cool, right? Yeah, that, that, it, it, it's spooky sometimes because <laughs> you can see a person change. You can see a person change um, and not that you're swaying them to come your way, or to take on the idea you have, but you're in sync. It, 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 it is. It's a shift, and you, you actually see it happen before your eyes, and you think in your head, oh, my God, this stuff works. Yes, <laughs> yes. Right? And you want to laugh, but you can't because you're in a meeting, certainly. And you can't say, well, let me just tell you what your disc styles are. And they have no idea what disc is. Right. And now you're labeling people, which is really bad, right? It's, right, would, absolutely. Yeah, that would be really bad form, right? Uh, now, I have another question. So this is interesting. It's based on what you just described. So people start perceiving you differently based on this tool that we've, we've kind of gotten you to perfect. I'm curious. The, has anyone said anything to you, like, what's different, or, I'm just curious. I don't know whether they have come out and said anything, but it's become more obvious um, the different levels of, you know, I'll use the word respect, and it's not that I was not respected prior yeah. to this, it's just the mutual feeling that, somebody's respecting how you are communicating with them. It's cool, right? It is. Yes. It's just cool to, to think that, that this tool we play with, and it's, it's, it's a simple tool. You have to practice it, of course, and then to see the results is cool. And I have one more question, because now I know your team well. Have they noticed a shift or you know, again, not that you're, you're acting differently. That's not the case. You're just, you're definitely communicating much more effectively. Have they noticed it? I'm curious, because that's like your little family there. Yeah, they, um, they have. As a matter of fact, uh, last week, somebody, one of my team members came to me, and we were going through a, a coaching session, and they said, they said to me, why do you always seem to be more, lately more focused on how you're saying things. They Mm -hmm. seem to notice that I'm not just saying and then thinking, I'm more thinking than saying. Um, And they notice because you actually are listening better now. Yes. And, you know, I talk to them about this style and letting them know that, you know, I'm trying to really communicate to you in the best way that's going to get the job done. That's not, it's not a negative. It's just that, you know, when you're dealing with different personalities, and believe me, I have different personalities you amongst do. my team. Yes, you do. You really need to address them and work with them differently. It, well said. Really well said. Um, did you smile when this person last week said to you, Hmm, like you, you're you're talking to me a little bit differently, and I kind of like it, right? They were kind of liking it. Did you smile? Did you did you just respond that I'm working on it? Like, how did you? I'm curious. Just what did you respond? I I, I did smile. Um, in my mind, and I'm going, yes, it worked. You know, <laughs> it was been noticed. Um, but uh, you know, it, it's something that I was able to bring into our conversation, 
to help them because my job is to help them grow as well. Yeah. So for, you know, for them, supplying them the most tools that I can give them is critical. Yeah, and it was. I'll, I'll share that great story, Mike. When we first started, this was a couple of months ago, and you know, you had a big meeting, and it was. It might have been about the merger. I, I don't even remember, but it was a complicated topic of discussion. There was a lot of moving parts to it. I know that you were planning and planning and planning, which you are wonderful at planning, and you know I love that. They're all sick of me. All the radio show training, no matter where I go, I talk about planning, and you, you really are the epitome of the planner. And I remember there were several people in that meeting, and everybody was going to have a different role or whatever it was. And I remember I was training that day, and you came out of that meeting, and you came over to me. I think I was making a copy, and you were high-fiving me. I had never seen you so excited. And that was really, for me, that, you know, as far as I viewed, the first big success with that whole communication that we worked, we worked a few weeks on that. Um, was that the first time that you had that, whoa, I mean, you were off the charts excited. Was that the first Absolutely. time that you yeah, – that was the one, yeah, yeah. 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 It, the, um, the meeting, I think everybody went in with – I hate to use the word agenda, but, you know, it happens. Everyone goes in with their own of agenda. Of course. Um, and as uh, manager of that task and of what needed to be done, I needed to know and I needed to feel comfortable that it was going to be done the way I thought it should be done not necessarily the right way or the wrong way, but it is no. the way I needed it to go through. So it was very uh, daunting at first to go in there and communicate with these individuals and try to communicate with them in ways that great their ideas were are awesome. They, you know, they they would work. They were you know great thoughts. But I needed to bring them over to my side. Sure. Um, so it's a, it's a combination of telling them great ideas, great thoughts. That that's the way to go, and and we'll look at that. Um, it's just that this is the way it needs to go. This is why it needs to go that way. And once those facts are out there, you know, it's very interesting to change your pace. And, you know, for those people who don't know you out there, you are, I think people tell me that I'm outspoken or, you know, I, t I think it in a good way, you know, that I, I say mm -hmm. what's on my mind, always respectfully. I think you are more of you watch and observe and then respond, where I kind of jump in more. We're a little bit different like that. But I do think that just what you described you have found your mojo, I'm going to say. But in those, in the, you know what I mean? Like in those yeah. meetings, I think you've gained more confidence. Do, yeah. I, I don't know, and I don't want to put words in your mouth. Do you think that? Oh, yeah. Uh, I, I know I've gained more confidence, um, and I think I've gained more respect from that confidence. Yeah, totally. Yeah, totally. And I don't think anybody could put their finger on it. But yes, um, you you are definitely, in my view, um, you know, and, and and not that you didn't before, but again, I, like you're walking taller. You're more authoritative when you when you speak because you're very you're a very kind, mild mannered man, and you still are. But you definitely have a a bigger air of confidence. It's it's it's. Can I tell you, it's been a wonderful thing to see and. I'm glad that other people are realizing it, and I love that your team has commented like that. It's so cool. Oh, I love it. Like you know, like I, I said, it's it's the tweaking. It's not you know that it was you know Dr. Jekyll, and Mr. Hyde change. No. It, it's just a very slight tweaking of it that made such a big difference. And it, it is a slow and steady process because you do have to play with things that we've worked on, and we've worked on several things. Correct. And I think that it it and I, I'm glad to hear you say that you realize it's not like we okay, this is what you need to do. Boom, here I taught you something and then we flicked the switch in your brain and you were like, I got it. It it just it doesn't work that way. So and and I do agree with you. Even though it's been a slow and steady process, looking back over the six months, it's been crazy 
the difference in just how you react to questions I ask or um, things that you're self-assessing much more uh, from a more positive standpoint. So even the feedback you give me has changed over the six months. So that's kind of cool to see. Right. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. Um, we have to take another really quick break. So I just, if, you, if we could pause here for a second, and I want to ask our listeners, Mike, I hope that the way we're, you know, discussing this topic of that self-change and sometimes we don't have the tools in our tool belt to do it ourselves, that you need someone to help you out. I really hope that they're inspired um, to start seeking that change. And again, it could be in their personal life, their work life, it, it doesn't mm-hmm. matter. I think Sometimes we're unaware of the questions to ask or even sometimes what outcomes or expectations that we maybe should be seeking. It's the old, you don't know what you don't know, right? Right. So, you know, I, I, every, every um, week, Mike, I ask the folks to email me their stories and comments. Um, I don't get a very big response, but I'm just saying. Uh, <laughs> but I would love to hear from you guys at Connie at com. And again, I hope that you find the topics that I'm choosing are relevant and inspiring and they keep making you think differently or change the perspective in how you think or are approaching things. Or if you need someone to come and kind of shine that light on whatever the situation is, Um, because when we're too close to it, it's very hard to see what change is needed. Plus, you don't know what you don't know to ask the right questions, etc. And that's why having a chat with someone, uh, even a brief chat, can be a world of difference in putting you on that new path or that right path of whatever that change is that you're looking for. Um, Changing something, no matter the perspective you're coming from, That's the start, I believe, that self-assessing. And even if that self-assessment says I need something, I'm not sure what that looks like, bingo, there's your start. Great job. Um, If you do feel stuck and you don't know how to move forward, and again, Mike was in a good place. His job is awesome, works for a great company. He felt that there was something that he could do better and just raise his own self-expectation. That's growth. That's just a remarkable way to look at things. Um, And I hope that our story together and and the things that, or how far he's come just in in a short six months, um, I really do want to help you guys. I really want to inspire and guide you to challenge yourself, your organization to grow, to find the answers, to begin. And, And really, if you have started that road of change, how do we sustain effective change? Remember, good is the enemy of great, so good is not good enough. We all have greatness. Let's uncover it. Let's seek it. Let's find it. Let's do it. Um, changing you, your company, challenging your per- personal um, comfort zone, again, to say, sustain that growth. I really love helping people develop that, and I, I think, Mike, you could comment to that. I think I'm pretty good at it um, oh, as well. Cool. Yeah, thanks. Uh, so, Please call me if if this if my conversation with Mike is resonating and you're saying, "Oh, you know, I'm middle management, upper upper management. Ah, yeah, I feel kind of like bored, or I want something more, or whatever that is." Call me seven three two eight 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 one four two zero. Of course, you could go to my website www.whitmanassos.com. Again, or email me directly, Connie at whitmanassos.com. Let's grow you, your business and get change to stick or get you unstuck, whatever that looks like. Okay, I'm here, and I'm waiting. All right, Mike, so let's talk about um, how the coaching has not only helped you, I think, but helped how you coach your people, or, or, or do you find a difference in how you're coaching? Oh, absolutely. Um, I... And more focused, again, as, as I said earlier, on the individual styles of their individual strengths. Um, I've always, I've always been a a fan and proponent of when I hire somebody, I'm always looking for okay, where is our strength lacking? Where do we need to improve? So I try to create a team that has different strengths that makes up one full universe, if you follow what I'm saying. It's totally. 
I, I need, you know, somebody to have a strength in writing skills. I'd like somebody to have a strength in knowledge of policy procedure, uh, somebody who can uh, communicate and take on different projects. Each of them has their, their strengths. And, of course, you know, we're all human. We have our weaknesses as well. And it, it's my, my job and I have focus in the coaching on really pulling out those strengths Managing, helping them manage those strengths, um, identifying weaknesses, which could be a, a difficult area to work with because nobody wants to know where they are weak. But, you know, it's, it's a growth. It's a journey we're all on. Um, totally. And it's improving those weaknesses to move them into strength. And I, it's true. And, and your bank happens to be very much into that next level of leadership and succession planning. Um, so I know as a manager you have to be thinking about that, but it's your responsibility to groom someone to take on that role, right? That's definitely right. Um, and know, I, we're, I a growing, think... we're a growing organization, and, and as we continue to grow, you know, change happens and People move from different areas to, you know, from different areas, and somebody always needs to be there to pick up the ball without even a blink. Yeah, and, and you know, it's interesting what you said, and I don't think a lot of people think about this. And I, it's funny, I just read an article recently about hiring, how we hire. We hire people that we like. We hire people that are comfortable to be around because they're kind of like us. Mm-hmm. So we hire people that are like us. And here's, here's the reality and the downfall with that, where that's all cozy and nice when it comes to exactly what you're saying. All different disc styles have different strengths. That's, that's mm-hmm. the strength they bring to the table. You really want to create a team where people think polar opposite or dynamically opposite of how you think. Um, and it's funny because you and I, right, I'm, um, and they, we, we've talked about DISC before, so anybody that's curious, they, we did tape another show, um, and we, we have a tremendous amount of information out there for you. But I'm, I'm an I, and Mike, you're a, you're a C, and actually yeah. we're in opposite quadrants. So it's funny because some of our conversations, you'll respond to me or perceive my question totally different mm-hmm. than maybe what I meant. And then I, I look and I go, wow, that was very intuitive. Like the way you read it, because you are, um, C's are very much listening, observe, you're a big observer. So I learned so much from you. And I, I think that's why we, you and I make a good team, maybe, because of the way we think opposite. Right? Don't you think that? Do you, do you find that I'm kind of opposite of you? Yeah, and I, think that's, and I think that's been a great success because, as you said, you know, things that I might say um, open your eyes to different things, and the way you say things to me yeah. takes me in a whole different direction um, and really opens my eyes differently to, to move forward. And it's funny, yes, and I, that's another little tip for anybody seeking change. Don't necessarily pick the person that thinks the most like you because then they're going to yes you to death perhaps, um, especially if you pick a confidant that's, that's a peer at work and equal or whatever. Don't just surround yourself by people who think like you. I think we need to surround ourselves by people who have just a different take on how to do whatever the task is, whether it's management, coaching, whatever. It doesn't, it doesn't really matter. So, yes, I have found, I have learned, isn't that interesting that over that six months, I feel like I can communicate more effectively with C's because of really understanding, because we've had some very, very personal, detailed mm-hmm. um, conversations. Yes, it gives me insight as well from a communication standpoint. So you do want to put people around you that aren't like you. And my other point I wanted to make with that is that that is brilliant. And I know I say that to you a lot, but really, you're a smart dude. God, you're a smart dude. And <laughs> I know, pat yourself on the back with that one, mister. <laughs> but here's the thing. 
that you get as you're, you have different positions and you start hiring that you want those different, again, disc styles the way we're communicating, but because everybody brings a different strength to the table, that makes your team more dynamic and looked upon, you know, people start looking at your department going, what are they doing down there, man? That team is awesome. And it really goes to the core of how we each communicate and everybody has their different strengths they bring to the table. Remarkable insight. And I I hope people who are listening that are building a team or they're expanding and need to add people who are part of their team, don't just pick the same old, same old that will fit in. Uh, shaking things up sometimes isn't necessarily a really bad thing, right? Right. If you if you look at a team and you put a bunch of planners on the team, everybody's going to plan great, but who's going to execute? Uh, <laughs> you need somebody there that's going to push that button or that's yeah. going to be able to write down what you're saying in a cohesive manner uh, to get it out there. So uh, you really need those different types of personalities. Yes, the the group needs to be cohesive. Correct. Um, and, and that's important. That's all part of the ongoing coaching sessions, whether it be individually or in a group um, mode. But, um, yeah, I've been, I've been very successful. And one of the things I have found because of it is that I have, in my, in my career, and, I, and I've done this for quite a long time, I don't have a lot of people leave me. No, they don't. Um, I think they respect that I do value their strengths. I value yeah. them as people. And you know, But when the job needs to get done, they know to get it done. Totally. And I will say, you again, you as the coach, and, and it's so important. Coaching is just such an important responsibility, and I will use that word responsibility as managers, you create the environment of team, even though everyone in your team is so dramatically different. It's it's wonderful how they goof around, they pull together, they divvy up tasks, they, they know what their strengths are. It's really like a well-oiled machine, and that is a credit to you as a leader. So again, I, I think Everything you've used and put into place, thank goodness, has benefited you clearly, but has benefited your team, especially with the summer you just came off of. You guys made it seamless. Yeah, um, we're pretty proud of of how we handled that. Totally, yeah. Again, that's that's the teamwork piece. What was, what do you think was the hardest What was the hardest thing to change? I don't know if you can. I, I don't know yeah, if there's I, one. Um, I think I can. And, and something that is ongoing and something that to keep working at is the perception of myself. Love I think it. that is a critical thing, critical thing. And as you and I have had sessions, um, I can tend to go down a different road. Yes. A, a dark, dreary road with yes. just thoughts. Yes. Um, and to have somebody like you rationalize the reality of what's happening instead of me personalizing what's happening yep. is a difficult thing. Yeah. Again, it's it, you're in the dark. You need someone to shine the light and give you a shot of really reality. And you know what's interesting? I'm glad you said that because I find this in my my coaching, my training, whatever, you know, uh, when I do speaking engagements, people are their own worst enemy. We are the most critical of ourselves. We put ourselves down, sometimes even publicly. Oh, you're good, but I'm not. You know, that kind of self-deprivation. And I, I think we go into the dark and things are a lot more scary in the dark, right? So we do, we do that. We go to, we always go to a bad place. Not always, but that when, when things aren't going hunky dory, you go to that, that dark place. So it's, um, yeah, I, I think sometimes just somebody, and again, not necessarily Connie Whitman has to do it, right? But somebody has to be that voice of reason 
for you. And that's why I, it's interesting that you chose me. Number one, I, I'm glad you trust me and, and, you know, I would never betray that. But I think intuitively you chose me because you knew I would push you because I do think differently and I'm not going to lie to you. I will, I'll call a spade a spade. Right. And, and, that, and that's important because you can't just have somebody pacifying you and saying, it's okay, you know, that, that's what happens. You need somebody to really look at what you're saying, what you're doing, how you're acting and say, listen, I can see why you did this, but that's not right. This is why you should go in the other direction. <laughs> Let's shift gears and make a left on the detour. Absolutely. <laughs> You are cracking me up. That was, yes, well said. Okay, I get you, but we're not going to do that anymore. We're not going to do that. We're not going to do that anymore. (laughs) (laughs) You're crazy. Listen, let's take one more last quick break, and then the last uh, 10, 15 minutes or so, I want to talk about a couple of more things, and then Mm -hmm. I'd really like if you could think of a tip or two or when someone should – maybe seek help. Again, someone to talk to. It it doesn't necessarily, you should reach out to a coach if you can, Um, but if you don't know where to go, you know, you can pick a peer, just make sure that they're kind of different than you. But what would you, what would be your recommendations for what they should seek in a coach? I guess that's, you know, what made you comfortable. So let's take Mm -hmm. a quick break and then we'll, we'll finish up with, with that. Okay. It's a shame when you're feeling stuck in your business and you feel like you have nowhere to turn. It's a shame when you slog through long days in your business and you don't get any return. It's a shame when you feel like you can't see the forest for the trees and your business brings you to your knees. Einstein said repeating the same actions over and over won't produce different results. So stop feeling ashamed. Your business and you deserve better. Change that shame into righteous fame. Connie Whitman can tame that shame. Connie Whitman of Whitman Associates will help you to discover your new path, and nothing will ever be the same. Connie's tried and true one-on-one coaching sessions will tame that shame so you and your business will not continue in vain. Call Connie Whitman of Whitman Associates today at 732-888-1420. That's 732-888-1420. Or email Connie at WhitmanAssociates.com. Call Connie. Turn that shame into your game. Okay, we are back. We are back with Mike Piccola. We have a, another 15 minutes or so um, to discuss executive coaching. And I, I think before we talk about tips, there's one other thing I, I want to ask you. Mm-hmm. What are you still hoping to develop? Now, it's only been six months. You've come definitely a long way, baby. What what are you still trying to catapult to the next level? What would that be? If if you know, maybe you don't even know. Well, I think, uh, as I mentioned before, is going to that dark place. Um, it, it's, become, <laughs> it's become less. It's become less because as I'm heading down that path, I start to focus on, okay, why am I going in that place? Why, you know, what sent me there? Did I misperceive a communication or a method of communication? Um, Am I looking at it not as I should be, but more emotionally than more critically? Yes. Uh, And and that is something that is something you need to be more consistent with. It's something, it's going to happen to everybody. No matter how much coaching you had, you're going to get to that and something's going to happen, uh, but you need to rationalize it, look at the good and bad, and, and say, okay, you know, this is not what that individual meant, or they did not need to say it this way. It's the way I'm perceiving that, mm-hmm. and when I look at the facts, it's not meant to be perceived that way at all. Yeah, perception really is reality, and I, I think we oftentimes forget that, you know, some people feel, well, my way is the right way, so just do it my right way, and then we don't have a problem. That's, that's a problem that <laughs> you even, you know, think that way because you, you, we can't just dictate to people either to get them to buy into what we're trying to achieve. So 
so and that dark place I mean, we always go we're going to that dark place now right we we laugh about it but what you described I'm really really proud of you and I just want to share with everybody for a minute a tactic that we've put in place everybody thinks well I have those thoughts all the time so you know it, it's hopeless it's not hopeless right Mike what we what did oh, we say we go it, it's not because it, now do you have to change your paradigm of thinking yes of course does that take work yes of course is it worth the effort when to, to put you in a happier place more frequently I, I think that should be a resounding yes right oh definitely without without a doubt uh, without a know, doubt those, yeah, those those negative times can can bring you down your team down um, it's it's something that is critical in moving forward yeah, and whatever that is for you. So here's the trick, and I'll just share it with everyone. You really did a nice job giving the example of how you, you kind of look at it and, and then change. But the thought is you can't just say, I'm not going to have any more negative thoughts. That's crazy, right? So you're, the idea is you see the negative thought, I'm going to have a bad day. Um, I have that meeting today, and I know it's not going to go well, right? You go to the bad place. So mm-hmm. in your yeah, head, you have thoughts. to say, Connie, Say that again, Mike. Your 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 thoughts, you know, pretty much run your day. <laughs> your thoughts become reality. Yeah. What you think becomes, isn't that the truth? So if if I could say, oh, that meeting, I'm dreading it. It's going to be a disaster. I just know it. Say to yourself at that moment, because it's in your head. This is all self-talk. We're not really saying oh, it out yeah. loud, you know, unless you yeah. talk to yourself, then, hey, go go for it. But I have self-talk in my head. Usually it's, it's in the privacy of my car or wherever. But I think to myself, okay, Connie, you're going to the bad place. You think it's going to be a bad uh, meeting. Now stop that. It's going to be a great meeting, so immediately make it the positive. I understand why you're going there, right? So it's not like, don't berate yourself for having the bad thought. You have the bad thought. Acknowledge the bad thought and then shift your paradigm to say, why did I have that thought? Hmm, I'm a little worried about this meeting. It's an important meeting. Yeah, I guess you should be worried about the meeting because it is a critical meeting. You know what? Go in. You're prepared. You know your stuff. Go in. Be you. Deliver the message. And it's going to end up being a great meeting and and see that great meeting and if you go from the bad place through that little self-talking process and and mike how many times a day do you do that now right a lot yes yeah but it it, it has gone tell them it has gotten less right oh absolutely absolutely um it's they become few and few and far between at this point Um, and that in itself is remarkable. Oh, um, that, the other thing, like are you turning the light on? It's like turning the light on. Yeah, and somebody just had to help you find the light switch. Really, that's right. that's what we're right. talking about here. You know how to do it. You just we kind of get lost in the dark. That that's oftentimes what happens. The other thing I, I at night I asked you to do is I, I was going to say I made you do, but I don't make you do anything because you could say to me you're an adult. You could say, Connie, I don't want to do that. <laughs> I will usually encourage you because I know my way is the right way. (laughs) But the other thing I asked you to do was the mantra at night when you get in bed. And this was a Dr. Wayne Dyer trick, so kudos to him, a little shout out there. But when you go to bed, the last thing you should do and to put your mind in a really good place, because then as we go to sleep on those good thoughts, our subconscious takes hold of them, kind of ferments and percolates and all of that. And then when you wake up in the morning, you have good stuff going on in your subconscious because our subconscious really drives our conscious mind. So have you been doing those, you know, I am strong, I am intelligent, you know, I am respected. Are you still doing those little mantras at night? Uh, yes, yes, I am. Uh, it's funny you bring that up. It's a first um you're telling me to do this, and I'm thinking, okay, I'm just going to be, you know, thinking out loud and talking out loud as I go to bed and saying these things. But it really does help. It really, you know, expresses yourself to you that you are strong. You know, you can do this. You, you know, you have greatness in you. Yes. Um, and, and that builds your confidence. And confidence to me, is, is the key. If you have the confidence and are prepared for something, it can't go wrong. That's well said. Well said. And, and if, if you are prepared and confident, 
Uh, it brings you back to the first time I had to do public speaking. Yep. The first time I went in totally unprepared, totally not knowing uh, what I was going to, to talk about, um, it was a total disaster. But as you move on and prepare yourself, and I've always said to my team, as long as you know the subject matter and you studied it and you're prepared to answer those questions, it can't go wrong. It's true. It's really true. And and it's funny because now that as you're saying that, I think what we're doing, what you and I are creating, it's just all about preparing ourselves, preparing that confidence, preparing that self-talk that it's all good, <laughs> you know, and, and that that's we're not your allowing. Talking, and that's your D talking to my C, the prepared person. Yes. Yes. But that works yep, more because they're saying, well, this is too structured. If you were a less structured person, we would approach things in a in a very different way because you really are. That is one thing. Uh, you know, I bet you wrote down all of the, the, the those positive affirmations that you want to manifest in yourself, right? We say them as if we already have them. I am strong. I am brilliant. Mm-hmm. You know, I am confident. Even though you might not feel confident when we started, you have to say it and feel it as if you are, right? So it right. becomes, right, it ferments and becomes who we are. Did you write them down initially, what <laughs> you wanted to think about at night? I'm curious. I actually, I actually have a three-by-five index card on my nightstand that has all the mantras on it. You do. I love yes. you for that. Isn't that wonderful? Now, it's funny. When I learned this little process, again, from Wayne Dyer, it was several years ago, and I do it every night. I do it every night when I go to bed. I don't say it out loud. In the beginning, I did. I come, kind of mumbled it to myself because my kids kept coming in. What are you saying? Oh. <laughs> I was like, nothing. I'm not talking to you. <laughs> they said I was losing my mind. Uh, so now I do the mantra in my head. I never wrote them down. I knew what I wanted. I knew what I wanted to get in my life, right, fulfill in my life. And uh, great book, by the way, listeners, Dr. Wayne Dyer, Wishes Fulfilled, fabulous book. He has all these little exercises in it for you to develop self. Uh, But that's what I would do at night. And I did not write it down. But see, that's my disc style. I would never write it down. So isn't that interesting? And that that little three-by-five card even went with me on vacation. It did. I really loved you. I really loved you. (laughs) (laughs) You are like my little shining star, Mike. (laughs) If there, we have a, we have a couple of minutes left. If there was one piece of advice about this whole experience that we've done together with the coaching, what what advice would you give someone who's like, eh, I don't know, I don't know, I'm kind of negative, no one can help me? What what would you what would you tell them? I think what I would say is don't be afraid to do it. There is no harm in asking for help. Um, People, you know, sometimes in in different personalities, nobody wants to go out and ask for the help. But asking for the help is is critical. Uh, Once you realize the place you're in, getting getting help is definitely the next step. Um, I would suggest choosing wisely. Um, I think I made an excellent choice with my coach. Thank you. Um, But you know you can you know you can go other routes. Um, you, Connie had mentioned a coworker. While that could be a little sticky, you just mm. need to make sure that it's a trusted individual totally. that you're going yeah. to. Yeah. Um, that that's key because if if you're working with somebody and all of a sudden that trust is broken, that could be disastrous for you. Yeah, in the workplace. Yeah, definitely. Right. Um, yeah. And then the the second tip is practice, practice, practice. Totally. It's not a, it's not a, it's not a fix, uh, quick fix. Nope. You need to be patient and you need to concentrate on um, the style you want to work on or exactly what you want to work on and it's a 24-7 um, situation. 
And and you have been committed to this process. Uh, Mike and I either speak or meet or meet. We we've met actually once. It, it was we were able. Most of it has has been done over the phone, right, Mike? Because mm-hmm. it's just we're both so crazy busy um, to coordinate schedules, and meet is is difficult. So we do an hour on the phone, and we have it down to once a month. I think initially mm-hmm. we started more frequently, once right. a month. We, I give you little homework assignments, and then you keep me posted. Sometimes you'll ask me a question. We text a lot. Um, but it's really that once a month where I have my notes, and you always come with your notes, what worked, what didn't. Can we try something different? I loved this. And, and I think the commitment on, on your part, and obviously on the coach's part, make sure you find a, a coach that's going to be when they say they're going to be there or on the phone, that they are, you know, they're not blowing mm-hmm. you off because you need that commitment as well. Right, right. Um, but it's, I think it's the commitment to change and not beating yourself up if it doesn't happen as quickly as you hope because change is hard. Change is not an easy thing um, as humans for us to, to do. Right. And, and as you do change and you do see successes, celebrate those successes. Whether they're baby steps or leaps, take the time to celebrate those successes. Absolutely. Absolutely, because it makes you want to change more, right? Right, right. And again, we refuse to reward ourselves, which is, is, and you don't have to do anything crazy, but take the minute to say, I did great. Or when you came out of that meeting and you, you know, we were high-fiving, people looked at us like we were nuts. (laughs) Um, it, 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 It went off without a hitch. You know, again, it was, oh, the meeting, oh, the meeting. And then it was like, oh, my God, that meeting's going to be great. And the meeting was great. You manifested what you put into it. So um, it's just executive coaching, I think, is such a needed. And the younger people today, even if you're not in an executive position, you still need someone to help coach you, mentor you, again, to help you grow. Right, Mike? Don't you think that's Without a doubt. Without a doubt. It's part of the career growth. Absolutely. And don't shortchange yourself and think that if if you have a manager that's not grooming you, that that's acceptable. I've learned, I think, more from the bad managers I've had in my career versus the good managers. So, right, Mike, I think we could say the same. We've been working a long time. Oh, oh, without a doubt. I mean, you look at the different management styles you have worked with um, and you think to yourself, I don't want to be like that individual or I want to aspire to be like that individual that models me. So, yes, that's that's important. Yeah, thank you for for that insight and those recommendations because I do think someone who's living and and going through this, that they they are just definitely words of wisdom. Can you believe our hour is up? Wow. I know. Everybody says that. It does. I know the listeners are like, that was long. Um, You know, they (laughs) said forward through stuff, I'm sure. But I always feel like, oh, we could talk more about this topic because I just think it's um, everything we talk about is so uh, relevant to today's uh, time and workplace and all of that. Um, so thank you so much, Mike. Again, um, don't hang up just yet. Uh, I, for my listeners, uh, I hope you guys took some notes. I hope that we talked about some strategies that you guys can implement or at least start to investigate um, a coach. And really, it doesn't have to be meetings. You could do uh, phone coaching. So don't uh, reach out and, and ask people. People, of course, you can reach out and ask me. I'd love to help you. Um, We discussed the benefits of one-on-one executive coaching. Um, When should you seek someone to listen to? I think Mike gave some really good insight on that. We talked about the benefits of the one-on-one coaching after, again, for Mike, it's been six months, how to change perception in your organization and how people perceive you as well as how your folks perceive you. Learning through that self-assessment, I think, is real important, and that commitment to your change and being patient and kind with yourself. And we also talked about talked about how to personalize the roadmap, um, not only for yourself, but how we could take some of those skills, transfer them on how we uh, coach and develop our people. I, I always hate to say goodbye. I just love doing this show. I hope that you guys really do find it relevant. Um, if you'd like to speak more with Mike about or connect with him, definitely connect with him on LinkedIn. He's awesome. He responds very quickly. And, Mike, it's under Michael Pacola, right? That's correct. On LinkedIn. So it's Michael, M-I-C-H-A-E-L, and Pacola is P-I-C-C-O. 
O L O. Um, so right. connect with him on LinkedIn, right, Mike? And and you're happy to uh, share. To answer any questions that that come up. Totally. So I do. I appreciate that as well. Um, I hope you guys join me weekly out there uh, to build and discover together how we can grow and challenge ourselves. I grow and learn every week as well. We we need to embrace change and realize that change is possible, and I think even easier than we oftentimes think, which I think Mike shared with us. Um, So thank you again, Mike. Um, Everyone, you've been listening to Architect of Change with me, your host, Connie Whitman, on webtalkradio.net. I look forward to seeing you all next week. Have a great week and try to pick something new. Challenge yourself um, and work on it. Be consistent. Be committed. Thanks and have a great week. You've been listening to The Architect of Change with your host, Connie Whitman of Whitman Associates. Thank you for tuning in. We're glad you were here. Time may change.